This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, that's all for Jason Peters and X Factors with his team. We're now turning it over to our dear listeners over on Twitter for the Twitter mailbag. And Brian, we got a couple questions here and I'm going to revisit essentially a question that I know we got early on in the mailbag during the summer, but... Since things have changed a little bit and you've gotten a chance to see some of these rookies, uh, I want to revisit this and get your thoughts on this. Uh, Jake uh, Jake asks, Sam Williams over under six and a half sacks. What do you under. got? Under, under easy under for you? Yeah, under. Because I, I feel like, though, that you know, we'll see what with Fowler, his situation. We'll see what Armstrong's situation is. You know, how much is Sam Williams? I, I think Sam Williams is going to play. But I think that they also want Sam Williams to go out there and be able to have some success. And Sam Williams right now is a guy that's kind of a bull rush player. I think they want Sam – and the great thing about it is with Armstrong and Fowler, they don't have to immediately throw him out there and start. He can kind of come in there and they can pick and choose when they want to rush him as a passer. You know, he's got a little bit of that where he's a, he's a physical player, but you got to watch for the penalties yeah. kind of a thing. So I, I think the opportunity for him to learn, to practice, to work a little bit more on his craft with his hands and his ability to escape, I think those are things that they'll, they'll work with him quite a bit on that. And then, you know, you asked me this question maybe next year. I, I will say, yeah, it's a good chance that Sam Williams will be the complete package because right now he's a really good power player and he's very aggressive uh, but he needs a little bit more work or refinement with his technique with his hands. Just a generic team, uh, like without taking into account specific players they may be going against or anything else. If I told you, hey, these four guys are going to play 80% of the snaps in any given game, who do you think is giving you the best performance? Stack them for me out of Dorrance Armstrong, Sam Williams, Dante Fowler, and Terrell Basham. I'm going to say I'm probably going to put I'm going to go Armstrong, Fowler, Williams, Basham. Is how I would Basham do. had a great camp, though. Great camp, and, and obviously did. it's 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 you know there might lots- be a situation where Williams might be inactive some of these times. We need to keep an eye on that. Uh, you know how how much is you know especially early 
they might just throw them out there. Remember, we've seen guys get a taste of this thing early. Then all of a sudden, if they don't have some success, then maybe that they get, you know, put down for a few games and then kind of figure some things out. But I, I, I think that Williams I, – I, I, this is my hope, Cowboy fans, and it's that you get Fowler has the kind of season that Curse had for you with Dan Glenn. Yes, yeah. That's my, that's my hope, Cowboy fans, that this was that we took a guy that off the scrap heap basically with Curse that really nobody was – George Edwards kind of knew what the player was, but Dan Quinn did a great job of of getting him involved and and making him an outstanding player. I'm hoping that he can do the same again for Fowler uh, now that they're back together. Keeping it on the defensive line and talking about what a great camp Basham had, and we talked recently about what a great camp Tristan Hill had. Uh, Don Ridenauer is asking the question, and uh, he wants to throw in there that he loves the podcast. So there's that. Thank, Thank you, Don. Don. Appreciate you, man. Uh, were you guys surprised they did not trade some of their surplus D line for offensive line prospects? I don't know that I'm surprised. Um, I, I think they cut, got, they cut one of them, right? Right. They cut Watkins, they, and even still, that's they, all they did. They boomeranged yeah. him back to the practice squad, and so I guess I'm not. Uh, they had no intention of trading any of that defensive I, line. I, I think that if the de- if a deal would have come along that made sense for them, they would have. Right. But I don't think there were any offensive line players out there that they liked enough to let go of yeah. any of those defensive linemen. It's weird. I mean, sitting in that room, I'm sure there were names that they talked about that got cut that they thought about maybe claiming. But man, this is a team. What they do? They they basically they cut their team. They brought back their practice squad. I mean, it was like the same guys. With they did go out and sign a couple of different uh, a t- couple of different players, you know, off the street, which is good uh, for their practice squad. I think that's always a good thing to have that. But far as surplus, they let they let go one guy. That's all, and they kept everything pretty much else in intact of those of those starting guys or those and those starting and backup guys well and two if you count uh, a guy like Mika Tafua who I think they have plans for eventually um it wasn't going to happen this year they they were just too deep um and and I don't know you, you heard some of the chatter about Leatherwood but remembering what Leatherwood was coming out of camp if the opportunity had been looking at you and just said hey you can flip some of the surplus let's say Basham for instance Basham for Leatherwood. Would you have entertained that, or would you have just said, nah, I'd rather keep Basham? Well, I think the thing about it is, you know, how much did you really like Leatherwood coming out of college? Sure. You know, but, yeah, the fact that that the Raiders tried to call all these teams to make it work, you know, that – and nobody nobody bit, but then you get a claim from the Bears. I mean, you had to have the money to be able to claim his contract and stuff like that, so – um, you know, good for the Bears. I mean, these teams. What, what's funny, real quick, Bobby. I know it's off track. No, you're good. What's What's funny is a team like the Jets, who were bad last year, record wise. Yep. How many players did they have get claimed? Seven. Like, seven. Yeah, seven players. And okay, now you're looking at the. You know, if you're the if you're a Jet front office guy, you're thinking, did we? misevaluate our team or we keep seriously if you put seven guys out there off a bad team and people are claiming them what does that say about you what does it say about your evaluation of your team do you do you remember uh the most crazy do you remember the most players a team you were on ever had claimed at cut down day 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It was, I don't think you, in all my teams, uh, Green Bay, one uh, or two. Philly, Jacksonville, I don't think, it, not seven. Never, that, never that, anything like that. That's alarming. That if, if you put seven guys out there and they're all, I mean, I can understand the, the Rams or the Bengals or, I, I, you know, team that's had success here, you know, Tampa Bay. I can understand Tampa Bay having seven guys get claimed. But when you're the Jets, you picked what second overall? Yeah, this year. Come on, man! Seriously, that <laughs> man, you got to. If you're in that organization, you're you're thinking, "Whoa, did we just mess up our team here?" Next question from Playballer. Sorry about that. No, no, that, no, no. Look, we uh, this is uh, th- these are the kind of things that we touch on. You're you're good. Playballer DC asking in today's NFL. Do you still have to have a balance between run and pass, or can you win being very good with one and mediocre with the other? And then on top of that, which one do you think the Cowboys have the best chance of being dominant in? Right now, I think it's the best chance of probably running the football. Yep, with agreed. Pollard and Zeke, and then also throwing Turpin and Lamb and anybody else you want to. I li- I really I really like Dowdle. I fully, Battle, I, mean, yeah, I, I, mean, I, fu- yeah. I fully believe Dowdle could be part of a starting duo in the NFL. Sure, sure. They kept him. I, I like Malik Davis myself, but that that with the whole, you know, we 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 mentioned four out of the five guys I think are good run blockers, and we saw the Cowboys have success with their second and third offensive line, and their really their third and fourth backs yep. running the football. So I think a little bit has to do with the physicality, which they play with up front uh, at certain positions. I think the tight ends are doing a much better job of getting into their guys and making it happen. Do you agree with what Jerry said on the fan this week where he said younger, more inexperienced offensive linemen, it's easier for them to get past that learning curve and run block? It's easy. Yeah, run block is snap the ball, fire off into your guy and, and use brute force, strength, technique, whatever you have to do. Pass blocking is a little bit more about balance and and you know being engaged and maintaining that you know the leverage and stuff like that. So I think it's a little bit easier for a team to run block than it is to pass block. But you have to be able to get into your guy and you have to be able to, to get some push at the point of attack to make it really really work. And then the the more thousand foot view question there. <laughs> um, do you agree that like, like do you think in the NFL you have to have a balance or do you think you can get away with being mediocre with one or the other? I I, I really want to believe that this is a special year for Dak, and it might not seem special because his offensive line is, you know, there's a lot of questions there. There's questions at wide receiver. I think he's got a really really good tight end. I think he's got a couple of really good tight ends he yeah. can throw the ball to. He's got a couple of backs, I think, that are very, very capable of making plays for him. Um, balance, I think, is important for him. I've always said this about Dak. When Dak is 22 of 29 for 261 and three touchdowns, no interception, that's when your team finds ways to win. And that's, you know, look, just go back and look at those games that they played the, you know, the first eight weeks of the season. 
and how they were able to run the football and what that got how that got Dak. When Dak has to throw the ball and it's 400 yards and you know throws the ball 40 something times, 50 something times, you're usually on the bad end of a score there. So my hope is that that the balance truly, truly can help him. But I also believe Dak, and I do believe this with my heart, that Dak has put things behind him health wise or you know injury wise, and he's going to have a really, really good year. It it might it's I, I put it this way. I don't think it's if they don't have success on offense, I don't think it's going to be his fault. I think others around him are not going to play well enough. Last question here from Brandon. He's saying, what weeks do you think Gallup comes back and how big of an impact will he have? Or does uh, he ease in due to the type of injury and a big and a big impact wouldn't be expected until week 10? Brian, I think I, I know you and I have said like we have a little yeah. bit of difference. You're, you're saying week two. I'm saying week three. I'd say week but, two, yeah. But, but I would not be surprised if it's week two either. And and I don't think. But I, I said the same thing about week three. And yeah, I think. I, you're think, I, I, think I think it's it's it will be one of those days. I'd it's going to be before week four. Yes. To put it that way. Yes. Because if that they just put him on pup and and kept another roster spot. If that's yeah. Key, it's yeah, going to be the week two or three. Yeah, yes. absolutely. I, th- I think that's right. And so in terms of the type of impact he can have, ACL or, or your experience with ACL injuries on teams that you've been, and I know. It, in the modern day, the ACL injury is a little bit different, but I don't feel like that's one that when you come back, the ACL injury, of course, for, I mean, for people that don't know, it, it affects lateral movement. Um, yeah. But, but once that's healed up and, and it's good, I think you're pretty much full go. And there's, there's just the only thing to knock off is maybe rust. Yeah. For him, it's going to be about him going to get in the football. This guy plays a game where he's, he's really good at, jumping and being in the air and contorting his body and getting his feet down uh, for him it's going to be about the first hit it's going to be go up get the ball come down take the hit get up and signal first down that's that's what it's going to be for him but, you know I with players like that it's just about it's that confidence you can't simulate what's going to happen in a game to him. He can run routes and he can practice and he can, you know, he can get comfortable, but nobody's going to touch him. Nobody's going to touch him in practice. They're going to let him run routes. They're going to let him be open. It's the minute he has to fight off the line, the minute that Dak throws him the ball in the air, and the minute he springs off that leg to go vertically to get that ball and come down with it, that's once he gets past that, I, I think that he'll be in the clear. That's it's just getting the confidence to do all those things I just talked about. That does it for us for this week. Another week of uh, shows in the books, and next week it is game week. Looking ahead to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, we will be back with you guys on Monday.